morning, everybody. Welcome to Harvest, this special Harvest Sunday. Is anyone else having flashbacks this morning when Andy mentioned this morning about school? I remembered when I was at, um, I was at first school and we used to bring all the things on there uh, for a Harvest Festival. And, uh, and I went to school in a, in a village, so the, the older children in the school, who were, I guess, eight or nine, were then just sent around the village to take kind of vegetables and stuff to old people. And, uh, you know, this was kind of in the days before risk assessments and safeguarding and things like that. I just used to kind of give these eight and nine-year-olds some things and say, send them to the old people's flats to, to take vegetables and tins of Fray Bentos pies, I remember, back in the day. when I think when they invented tins, they just sort of started tinning everything, like pies. And I remember tinned sausage rolls. Does anyone else remember tinned sausage rolls? It was just like, we've got tins, we're going to do use it for everything. Uh, a bit like Scottish people do with batter, you know, pizza, Mars bars. <laughs> Sorry, Andy, no offense. Well, maybe just a little bit. Um, so, so I kind of remember doing that as a, as a child, but it's a great thing to be here this morning and to celebrate uh, harvest. And it's my privilege, if you don't know me, my name is Steve, and it's my privilege to share with you a message from the Bible this morning. Well, I say it's my privilege, but I was kind of thinking about this and, uh, and feeling a little bit like I might have got the short straw this morning, because last Sunday, Doug was preaching about Hero Sunday. Heroes, that's cool, isn't it? And, and next week, Ben is going to talk about high on for high-vis Sunday, so it's bright and it's like, and I'm talking about vegetables. I kind of feel like, you know, if, if we were having backdrops, I kind of think, you know, the, the Hero Sunday, it would be like space stations, it would be other worlds, you know, you've got high-vis, it's all like neon and lights and things like that, and there I'd be stood in a field just, you know, talking about plants and things like that. Um, I, you know, last week, saw lots of, uh, lots of people dressed up as superheroes, my son, came with a onesie on wearing the pant, his pants on the outside because that's what superheroes do. Um, and I haven't seen anybody dressed as a carrot this morning. I don't think, you know, it's, it doesn't really have the same kind of embrace it for, for dressing up. I don't think we've even got any Swedes, have we? I don't, uh, a tomato. You're a tomato. <laughs> Great. Nice. Well done. I was, I was thinking about it and thinking, oh, you know, wouldn't it be cool if we had, like, walk-on music for the preachers? That would be really kind of good and upbuilding. and I kind of think, you know, if it was Hero Sunday, we could have some music like this. Wouldn't that be cool, don't you think? You'd take us a preacher, you'd come on, like, I'm pumped, come on, I'm going to do this, it's going to be a great message. And then you could have, you know, you'd have high vis, you'd have something about light and stuff like that. Yeah, let it shine. Yeah, how cool is this? You know, high vis, all great, all cool. And then we come to Harvest Sunday. Yeah. 
yeah, all right. It's not worthy of communal hand clapping, I really don't think. So, it, you know, it doesn't, doesn't feel uh, so good. But my, my children did actually suggest that I could come in fancy dress this morning and that I could dress up. Uh, and maybe this might just work for people who've got young children. But uh, there's a, a program called Shaun the Sheep. And, uh, and there's a, a farmer in Shaun the Sheep. And um, I, I do not know what they were thinking. So... Maybe you can understand why I was thinking, have I drawn the short straw this morning? But then, do you know what? I looked at the Bible and what it talks about when it talks about harvest. And harvest is something that you celebrate. I kind of imagine when people talk about harvest, that like this party breaks out and a mariachi band comes along. And a bit like, you know, in today's society, um, that, uh, you know, as part of the Americanization of the British culture, don't get me started, that we have, like, baby showers and bridal showers and stuff like that. Well, back in the day, they would have, like, harvest showers. It was something great. It was something worth celebrating. And so, actually, I thought, do you know what? This is a great thing to speak about. Harvest is a great theme because it represents the greatness, the goodness, the generosity of God. And so this morning, we're going to look at a few verses in the Bible that speak about this and that help us to understand it. But before we do all of that, I'm going to pray and I'm ask God, going to ask God to speak to us this morning. So Father, we thank you for the way that we have been able to celebrate and to worship you and to give thanks to you already this morning. Father, I pray that as we look at your word, that you would help us to appreciate your goodness, help us to understand our response, and Lord, to bring about a harvest in our own lives. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. So this morning, I want to look at uh, three passages from the Bible that help us to understand something of this theme of harvest. And the first one is from the book of Psalms. It's from Psalm 85 and verses 10 to 12. It says this, love and faithfulness meet together. Righteousness and peace kiss each other. Faithfulness springs forth from the earth and righteousness looks down from heaven. The Lord will indeed give what is good and our land will yield its harvest. This uh, passage, these verses here from the book of Psalms, which is a very poetic book, speak about the fact that, that it is God who gives the harvest and that it is something good. But more than that, that it is an expression of who God is. It comes out of his love and his faithfulness. It comes out of his righteousness, his desire to see what is right happen. And it comes out of his peace. And in the Bible, peace is not just an absence of war. It is good things. It is prosperity. It is salvation. It is health and healing and well-being. And all of these are part of who God is. And he expresses it in harvest. It is the expression of who God is and, and the, how that comes to us. 
So harvest comes from God. It is about God's action. Harvest represents God's goodness and his love and the way that it comes together in our lives. And it's not just about vegetables and crops, but it is about every good thing that we have being an expression of God's love and faithfulness and justice and peace. And it all comes together in a real blessing in our lives. And I think, you know, even just the way that, you know, crops and vegetables and, you know, what we might traditionally think of on a a harvest festival or for a harvest Sunday, I think it's just incredible how God has so designed things to produce that. Now, science is not my specialist subject. Okay, I don't know what it what is, but I know that it's not science. It was never really my, my forte at school. And I know that gardening is not really something where I have a particular anointing either. I'm just, you know, I do need a lot of guidance to understand what are the weeds that I should pull up and what are the good things that I should leave. But, you, you know, you get some pretty weeds, don't you? And you get some fairly ugly plants. So, you know, I think... <laughs> um, but one of the things that I, I find just incredible is the way that God has so created things to, you know, produce crops and good things. So one of the few things that I do remember from science at school, probably because I think we had to do it pretty much every year for the whole of my school career, was the water cycle. Does anyone else remember the water cycle? Yeah, Helen really remembers the water cycle. Uh, The water cycle, this idea that, you know, the rain comes down and waters the ground and then it kind of flows into the rivers and the sun shines and it evaporates and it all starts again. Isn't that just genius? Isn't that incredible that all the things that we need uh, for, for life in the crops and the plants to grow, God has so set the world up in such a way that it is provided and then it's recycled And it it happens all again. I just think that is incredible. It's such an expression of God's genius, his creativity, his provision. And it, you know, harvest speaks about these things. But there's another verse that I want to look at this morning that also speak about harvest. And it's from the book of Proverbs. And Proverbs in in the Bible, it follows straight on from Psalms. And whereas Psalms is lovely and beautiful and poetic, Proverbs, it just really cuts to the chase. It's incredible. This book that was written over 2,000 years ago speaks to the 21st century life in the UK with such truth, precision, humor. It's incredible. And this is what it says in Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 4. It says, sluggards, now a sluggard is like a lazy person. Sluggards do not plow in season. So at harvest time, they look but find nothing. In other words, if you don't plow and you don't sow, you're not going to reap anything. It makes sense, doesn't it? It's just obvious. If you can't be bothered to go and plant the crops, then don't expect them to be there at harvest time. And this verse expresses something about harvest that we need to remember as well, that as well as harvest being God's action, there is something about our reaction as well. In other words, that God has an incredible hand in it, but there is a role and there is a response for us. And it's true in, in you know, so many areas. I've had the, the privilege of uh, officiating a number of 
uh, weddings here in this church, one of the things that we say as part of the wedding ceremony is that marriage is a gift of God in creation. It's a gift of God. It is a blessing. God, you know, has given us marriage. He determines what it is. He defines it. And he works in people's lives to bring them together and to bless them in marriage. But anybody who is here this morning and is married will know that it requires something from us, doesn't it? It requires some work. It requires us to, to, you know, be a blessing to one another, to help one another, to change, to support. It is a gift of God, but it requires a response from us. It's true in other areas. You know, God has so blessed me with a job. And, I, you know, for a while I was kind of going through a time where I was seeking God for work, and God just supernaturally opened something up and has progressively helped me in my job since I've been there over, over the past few years. And I can say God has blessed me with that job. But that doesn't mean that I can just, you know, rock up to work and read the paper because, uh, do you know what, I don't think I will keep that job very long. You know, there is, there is the blessing of God, but there is a response demanded from us. You know, I think we can see that in all sorts of of areas of our life. That harvest requires, and and so many things in life require God to do something, but us to respond. Harvest requires God's action and our reaction. I think one of the the interesting things, like I said, I'm not much of a gardener, but one of the things that I, I have seen is that it seems like weeds don't really need any help to grow. They just do it, don't they? Whereas, actually, when you want good things to grow, you need to cultivate them. You need to create the conditions to enable that growth. You need to clear away the rubbish. You need to put good things in the soil. There is a, a, something that we have to do and, uh, that, that brings good things, and that's true in so many areas of our life. So harvest, whether we're talking about the crops growing in the field or whether we're talking about the good things that God gives us, in our life that are many and various, are about God's goodness, God's action, God's kindness, but also our response to it. And for me, the ultimate example of this is not about vegetables. It's not about the corn growing in the field. It's not about the fruit on the trees, incredible though all of these things are. But this uh, idea of God's action and our reaction is seen most completely and fully in the example of Jesus. So the final verse I want to look at this morning is in John chapter 3, verse 16, possibly the most famous verse from the Bible. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, so that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Here in this verse, you see those two principles that we see in harvest. You see God's action where God, out of love and compassion and zeal and such a great heart for the world, gave his son, Jesus, to come, to be a great example, to bring such great wisdom, but fundamentally to be a rescuer and a savior. And you know what? There is so much blessing that has come to every single person on this planet just because Jesus Cave. It doesn't just divide time and history, but it has impacted every single person through the generations. What Jesus did 2,000 years ago was so monumental. It has already touched every single life on this planet. 
But you know what? There is so much more because this verse says there is a reaction that we need to make. Whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. There is a choice and a decision and a reaction that is determined. Just like we talked about plants that grow, if we want to cultivate good things in our life, it requires a response to God. There is so many good things that come to us because of God's generosity and his kindness. But if we want to experience the fullness of the harvest, of the good things, of the life that God has for us, it requires us to believe in Jesus, to trust in him, to say, I cannot do this life thing on my own. Jesus, will you help me? Will you give me the understanding? Will you give me the strength? Will you fill me with your Holy Spirit? Because good things come when God's action meets with our reaction. God's action on his own is good, but there is more. You know, there is, God has put such a, a, a good thing in so many people that there are so many things that we can accomplish on our own. But you know, if we really want to see the best, we really want to see a harvest, an abundance in our life, it requires God's action and our reaction. And that's, that's true for, um, you know, the, the, this verse speaks about eternal life. You know, that is really important when, that we can make that decision to trust Jesus and a, a defining moment in our lives. But it is true in so many areas of our life, even after we've done that, even after we've been following Jesus 20 years. This is like a fundamental truth that we need to keep coming back to. God's action, our reaction. I can't be a better Christian just in my own strength. I need God to help me. I can't be a great husband or a great dad just by reading some books. I need God to help me. I can't just sit back and think, oh, God is good, and, and therefore, you know, as if by magic, my life will change. It requires something of us. One of the verses I had on my heart this morning that, that sort of speaks about that is a verse which has just, you know, when I read it as a young Christian, it really impacted my life, and I, I've probably spoken about it before on this stage, but there's a verse in the book of Corinthians in, uh, in the New Testament that says, if anyone is tempted, then God God will provide a way out so that they can stand up under it. If you are here this morning and you are struggling in following God, if you are struggling with the temptation to believe lies, to do the wrong thing, to get off a good path that God has put you on, you know what? God provides a way so that you don't have to give in to that temptation, so you don't have to lose your way, so you don't have to start, start drifting. But he provides a way so we can stand up under it, so that we can do the right thing. He gives us the strength that we need to do the right thing. It's true in so many areas. If you're here this morning and you need a breakthrough in your life or you're looking for God to provide for you, well, God is good. He gives us the good things that we need, but it requires a response from us. So this morning, I'm going to invite us to make a number of responses and to respond to this fantastic theme of harvest 
in, uh, in lots of ways. I'm going to invite us to stand just because it kind of helps us if we change our posture and it's an active position and we want to be active in receiving what God is saying to us and responding to that this morning. The first, the first response that I want to invite is a response to that verse we read about Jesus, that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. You know what? I made that response to Jesus over 20 years ago as a university student, and I have not for one minute regretted it. I recognized that God had a great heart and a great plan and a great provision for me, but that I needed to respond to him. And if you're here this morning, and like me, you've come to that place where you recognize that God is real, that he is good, that he loves you and is passionate about you, but you've not yet made that reaction. You've not yet made that response. You've not yet said, I'm going to trust you, Jesus, with my whole life to forgive me for the wrong things that I've done, to help me to do the things that I cannot do in my own strength, find favor with God, change, like produce great fruit in my life. This morning, I want to give you an opportunity to do that, to respond to that verse and that offer. And as a prayer, it's going to come up on the screen here. I'm going to invite us all to pray. But I want to encourage you particularly, if you're at that point in your life where you know that you need to respond to God for the very first time, to give your life to Him, to become a Christian for the first time, I particularly want to encourage you to pray this prayer. I wonder whether we can all pray it together. And then I'm going to ask you, if you prayed that for the first time, I'm going to ask you to to put your hand up so that I can see that, so that we can help you to start the rest of your life working together, you and God. So let's pray this prayer together, shall we? Father God, thank you for sending Jesus to be my Savior. Today, I choose to accept that gift. My reaction to you is to give you my whole life. Amen. I'm going to ask us to to bow our heads, to keep our eyes shut. And if you have responded to that this morning and you've prayed that prayer for the very first time, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. And this is so we've got a team of people who can come and who can help you. Is there anybody who wants to just say, yes, I've done that for the very first time this morning? to pray for those who are reaching out to God right now for something in their life that you know you need God to come and provide like he provides the harvest like he you know makes things grow whether it is something um, you know financial or uh, you know something that you need like food or an item or whether it is uh, something that, you know, you need a, like a, a breakthrough in your thinking or in your emotions. 
Maybe you're here this morning and you're looking to God to come and to bring healing into a situation. We've already said that God expresses who He is, His love and His justice and His grace by bringing good things into our life. So if that's you, I want you to raise your hand and I'm going to pray and ask God. So if you're looking to God to do something in your life, to bring some provision into your life, just raise your hand now. We're going to pray. Father, we thank you that you are so good, so gracious, so generous. Lord, thank you that your love and your compassion and your righteousness and justice and peace all come together and are expressed in bringing good things to us. This morning, Lord, we want to say yes. We want to receive every good thing that you have for us this morning. Lord, every that, that, that financial breakthrough, that job, that, that positive medical test report this morning, that, the, you know, that, that, that message that we need to receive, that we would receive it. Lord, whatever we are uh, looking for you to provide, Lord, I want to uh, pray for that provision. I, I would encourage you, if you're praying, you're looking for God to do that, I would encourage you just to see that. You know, as you're praying, see that, that money. See yourself healed. Whatever the positive outcome you're looking for God to do in your life, see it. See it in your life. This is part of you taking responsibility to bring God's provision into your life. So it's part of our, our kind of reaping. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Lord, and I particularly want to, to pray, Lord, for, for that from a, a spiritual point of view. I want to pray for those that, you know, to whom that, that verse about uh, temptation applies. Lord, thank you. Your word tells us we do not have to give in to temptation. That no temptation is too great to overpower us. That you give us the resources that we need to resist. So, Lord, I want to pray that we would receive your strength and your equipping and your empowering to resist temptation, whether it's temptations to give in to lies and negative thinking, temptation to, to, you know, just drift in our relationship with you, temptations to step away from the call of God. Lord, in your strength, Lord, would you help us to do the right thing this morning? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we, we want to just end this time by giving thanks to you again to recognize you are the God of the harvest that the harvest is something to celebrate and that your provision and your goodness are worth celebrating Lord we thank you that we can trust you and trusting in you Lord God we choose to respond in all these areas of our lives we choose Lord to to get our hands dirty in the work of the harvest and to do what is required by us. We pray that in Jesus' name. Thank you, God.